0: Welcome. Blog Talk Radio.
1: show and a lot of times they just need more time so brother Seth likes to stall when I first come on that is the uh, jingle our uh, jingle the five-two uh um, I'm call it and by the way that's by a gentleman, uh, because I don't own no rights to no music <laughs> but that actually is about a pastor um, old pastor of mine named Sam Nix our five-two song this song is as old as I am so um, Anyway That was nice though And then the story Isn't that the greatest Fight of all time David and his five stones So Again brothers and sisters I want to welcome Every single one of you And I know I keep saying it, It's probably Redundant to a lot of y'all But Again I don't take your time lightly And I especially want to welcome My people African Americans and I'm going to continue to say it every show. We're going through so much as a people. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that Israel, the real Jews, the Israelites of the Bible, would have it seven times harder than other nations if they disobeyed. And I believe we are that Israelite, that Jew. Now, I don't think you have to have it seven times harder, though, um, if you obey and is led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Why would the Spirit lead you into uh, uh, lead you into something seven times harder why would the spirit lead you into a life that's seven times ineffective I just feel like if you if you listen to the father he's going to lead you uh, in and out of danger I just believe that now as far as a nation as a nation what we're going through a lot of the talk I talk about is about the nation so tonight I don't plan on just staying just on hold um, Speaking about so much, we Israelites have to talk about some of the things that's been on my heart. And um, I'm going to be all over the place tonight, y'all. I'm just going to tell y'all. I'm going to try my best to finish thoughts. I had started talking about um, some things and went back and listened and found out I wasn't completing a lot of the stories. So not a lot of the stories, but a few of them. So I am going to play one more song and uh, just allow allowing people to come. For some reason, I get to going. I look up and I see people late. So what I'm going to do is play a song. It's by Morgan Heritage. And this song, Morgan Heritage is my favorite group uh, as far as reggae. Um, I know they talk about Rastafari and all that, but maybe we'll talk about that tonight. It's not what some of y'all think. And some of y'all write the Rastafarians off because of the weed smoking, but they actually been on this truth. For a long time. What truth? That so-called black people in America are God's chosen. The Israelites. And I know they have have Haile Selassie in a a position that make a lot of us uncomfortable. You hear them say he's God, but they're only talking about God like a small g, not a large g. They believe Jah is supreme over all, and that is not Haile Selassie. So, but they're... There's millions and millions of people in Jamaica that believes that African-Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. And maybe we'll talk about that, different people all over the world that believe, so you all know how big this is and how huge it is. But again, I'm not necessarily going to be focused on that tonight. Tonight's a lot of things in my mind. Black female relationships is on my mind. Uh, We may go down that road. I do need to finish up my conversation I had uh, about my stepfather, because I kind of left him out there hanging. And I'm not going to do that to my stepfather. So I do want to uh, kind of finish up what happened in Billy when we went to Israel, and he did not talk to the people there. I had last Facebook Live talked about the rejection from a lot of the pastors I was receiving, not just in Fort Worth, but in, in all over. You know why why the church is so silent? This whole a um, fact that you know, and I'm saying I'm not going to do all well this, I'm not going to do all well this, but to be very honest, brothers and sisters, I'm going to try my best to let the Holy Spirit lead me tonight. And so that made me getting on that. I know that's one of the things I'm called to teach. So I don't want to apologize for uh, bringing up the Hebrew-Israelite conversation because I think African Americans are in a state of identity crisis. They're in an identity crisis, and I think a lot of our pain, the shooting, the, 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 the materialism, the identity, sexual identity crisis, um, the, um, the poverty, uh, not so much poverty in the real sense of poverty, but why we don't seem to have enough that we think we need. Um, just a lot of our problems, uh, old problems since we've been in this country, stems from not knowing who we are. So that's why Brother Seth always seemed to tie back into the whole Hebrew Israelite. But if you listen to me, I'm talking about everything. So that's the way it will be tonight. Again, tonight I want to hit on black, female, male relationships. Um, no disrespect to our men or women, but I want to talk about how they have become public enemy number one to each other. I have to talk about it, y'all. We have become public enemy number one to each other. Uh, we talk a lot, of, some of y'all talk a lot about the white men. This is the white man there, but the white man is not in your home. The white man is not over your finances. The white man has nothing to do with your sexuality. what um, goes on between a couple. And this is where a lot of y'all are having trouble at, problems at. Um white man is not talking to your, uh, 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 constantly communicating with you like your wife or your husband is. And so most of your pain is coming from your lover, the person you love. And I know family is a close number two, but It's most of them spouses. That's where most of our problems come from. So I want to talk about that tonight. And uh, just a lot of things, I won't go into everything, y'all, because I I, I say all these things and then I don't even talk about half of them. So let's just kind of flow with it. But I do want to play a song that is uh, very important because I talk so much about Morgan Harry. So you know what? I think I'm going to play Moscow Square. M-E-S-K-A-L. Moscow Square. Moscow Square. And, um, hopefully I have the song doing all this talking. But, uh, this is a song by a group, Morgan Heritage. Uh, now a lot of you may not know about this, so, I'm just gonna just just give you the history of it now, and I'll pull it up here on, uh, I'll pull it up here. But, brothers and sisters, Moscow Square, cause some of us believe in Christ, right? We worship Christ, right? And some of us eventually want to go to Israel, right? We want to go to Jerusalem, we want to. It's on our bucket list to go there and see the cross and um where Christ uh supposedly lived, died, and um I want to tell you a, little, a little history something I learned when I was uh traveling. I like to talk about my travels because I believe that the Father is, is inspiring a lot of the places I've been, and I just want to talk about some of the things uh, I've seen. So this song, Get Ready to Play, is about a place called Musk Mescal Square, or Moscow Square. Some people say Moscow Square, some people say Mescal Square, So, but just know it's about a place that um, exists. Queen Helena, Elena, uh, Constantine's mother, had a vision of where... The cross of crisis. Now, you know, Constantine was not a good dude. Uh, he plays a horrible part of history because he, he went to change Christianity. And as y'all know, he said, holding up the cross, by this we shall conquer. And so he perverted Christianity, and that's where we get a lot of the just evils out of under the name of Christianity. You can just start with Constantine. Uh, Rewriting just just a lot of the translations and I can't I don't know all the history or, or at least I'm not I'm not moving slow enough right now I don't want to move slow enough to go through what he did but all I'm saying he he was one of those that poisoned what we hold dear as far as our Christian values so Constantine's bad news that's all there is to it so um, Catholics uh, uh, what they play, the part they play in history, this is an ugly side of Catholicism, and, and, and Constantine is right in the middle of it. So this song we played uh, is a part of the show. I am buying time, too, but those of you that are here early, I want to give you quality information right off the bat. Okay, so here is a song that is talking about how Queen Elena had this dream of where the cross is that Christ died on. And she said it is in Ethiopia, in a city called Addis Ababa. And Addis Ababa, I had the opportunity to go there, and it's a place called Mescal Square, M-E-S-K-A-L Square. And uh, this song is talking about that. So I told y'all, uh, Morgan Heritage is, one of my, uh, it is my favorite group as far as uh, reggae. And uh, this is one of those times they put out some genuine, powerful song. And so um, while that's coming up, I just want to thank all of you that have tuned in uh, to the Facebook Live uh, uh, as well as Blog Talk Radio. We want to thank you for calling Blog Talk Radio and listening to the show on various apps. We've got Apple. Uh, we got all types of apps. Just that's hundreds of apps play our shows. And I just wanna thank y'all for uh, tuning in to our show. We really appreciate it. Um, we ask you to follow us because y'all you're not gonna get enough. you're not gonna get what, what we do at the Five Smooth Song Network. And I know I say we a lot. It's because I have on co hosts over the years that have been with me and many guests. So I can't never say just I but the Five Smooth Song Network is uh of Brother Seth and guests that he bring on periodically and co-hosts lately the last past two months, if it's only been me, because I want you all to understand what the founder of the network is about, and I want you all to hear from the spirit what we're trying to do. And then when I bring on the co-hosts, you already know where we're headed. We are trying to, by the help of the Ruach HaKadosh, or the Holy Spirit, resurrect a very dead nation of dry bones. It's just that simple. We are prophesying truth until the bones. It's just that simple. I don't know everything. No, I don't. No, I don't. My ignorance is as vast as a sea. But I also have learned some things over the years that have made me free. Some things that just have just I can't even put them in words. Some truths have been so liberating. Some truths, something I have a saying that says, the truth is often stranger than fiction. What really happened in that Bible? what really happening happened on our earth? What's really happening in our earth, is stranger than Hollywood. What your body can do, this body that you're wearing because you're a spirit, is amazing. It's just, uh, it, it, it would, it, it would just, it would just stop you in your tracks to know what a human being is capable of. And it, was, it would really blow your mind and just immobilize you to know what your spirit inside of your body can do. Some of us, like some of you, have had experiences in your body that people ain't going to never believe. Some of you have had experiences with spiritual things that you and I cannot put in words. If somebody say, well, what happened? You're going to sound retarded. you're not going to be able to put it in words. You're not going to be able to put it in words. So what do you do when you experience something that you can't put in words? Brothers and sisters, this is why I do what I do. The natural realm is too overrated, especially money and fame and power, earthly power. That's stuff overrated, man. It's the spiritual world. We're so mesmerized by how well people can live, and, and I'm not knocking money on materialism. We need it. We need it. We need it to survive in this realm. You absolutely, positively have to have a tool of money. But it should not be in some conversation with Spirituality? We're going to live a billion years from now. Our life is but a breath of air. It's just a, like a, a, a breath of fresh air. It just comes and goes. Ask people that's 90 years old, 100 years old. They'll tell you what by fast. But our spirit's going to live on. And we know we know so little of death. We're so scared of death. Sometimes I think we're just wasting our lives on trying to acquire money, things, trying to be accepted by our little friends. Sometimes I feel sorry for us as a nation, as a people, as as a species, a human species. So again, brothers and sisters, You see how what I mean by I'm jumping all over the place, but I do want to welcome you, and I welcome every single one of you. I do nothing to just my people, which I believe the Israelites, this African-American, I think they're one of the lost tribes of Israel, absolutely. But I welcome all people, because what the Father is doing is your business. Indians from India... What the Father is doing with Israel is as much your business as it is the Israelites. I don't know what these folks think, these, a lot of these Hebrew Israelites, these new Hebrew Israelites, that's trying to own the whole identity of us being Israel as though they speak for the whole nation. You an Israelite, African-American, whether or not you want to accept it or not. And I, Again, I'm not going to stay on this. Y'all, I'm jumping around. i got so much time I want to hit on black female relationships. and want to be talking about um, Billy Rhymes uh, because I kind of left him looking a little bad. My stepfather, that's not going to happen because he helped raise me. So I want to right the wrong, uh, me forgetting, and I just, I just simply forgot to talk about what happened why a lot of our uh, elders are rejecting this message, and my stepfather has something to do with that, as well as why the pastors in the churches are silent. They don't say nothing. They don't even knock it. They just don't say nothing. You, have y'all I been mean, getting a silent treatment? There are some of them that do knock it and say it's of the devil, blah, 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 blah. I don't think they're saying we as are the Israelites of is the devil. I think a lot of them are talking about not liking uh, uh, these, these people out here talking about we're under the law and we're not under the law. Okay, and so I don't want to get off on that because I don't hit that too hard. But no, when you tell a believer that's been taught properly the scriptures, they under the law they are going to look at you like you have three heads, like I look at these people claiming to be so deep, and so intelligent, and not understand. There is no way in heck God is going to place Israel back under the law, but there's no way in heck God is going to have Israel not obeying laws. We're just not under them. The Holy Spirit is the same person that gave the law in the first place. Does he not know how to lead us in Christ now? Does he not know how to tell us what to eat? Does he not know how to tell us when holidays come in America if it's paganism, don't participate? Does he not know how to tell us how we can still celebrate Christ, though? Is he going to tell us to abandon the whole celebration of Christ because people involved in paganism? So I'm not with the Hebrew Israelites that's out there. I am a pioneer that is Waking up a very dead nation into understanding African Americans are one of the Lost Tribes of Israel. And ain't nothing going to change with them, nothing on a grand scale, until this people turn to the most high. And I'm not trying to be spooky or out there super spiritual or even talking down anybody. I'm just saying we are very special people. We ain't better than Nobody but our assignment upon our life, what we are called to do as a nation, is superior to other nations. I mean, what the president do is superior to what a janitor does, but the president himself is not superior to the janitor. What African-Americans is called to do, y'all, it's profound. We are that nation that the Father said he will not allow to rise. People want to talk about that. That the Father actually said he would be in the business of not allowing another nation to rise or, or a nation to rise. Yes, that's what he said. Why? Because this nation, is, is, where is his name? Even in their ignorance, they speak his name, and he can't afford people that has his name in their mouth to be acting in any kind of way because they're going to profane his name with their behavior. And I don't even understand. After 60 years on the earth, studying the scriptures most of many of those years, since I was at least eight, I don't understand why the Father is so upset, but he definitely does not want his name profaned among the nations. And I think I know why, but I'm not sure. It's because if his name is not pro- name means character. It's not just what somebody calls you, it's your character. If we as his, the people that are always speaking his name and always talking about him and always want to thank him, want to thank Him in our good, and even when we're acting a fool, rappers and everybody trying to thank God, if we're putting God in our mouth, which makes some nations believe we really know Him, and we're acting a fool, it makes God look unlike who He is. So the Bible says that Israel is supposed to rejoice in Him, live right, and be just again rejoice be a happy people so we're supposed to have that joy that peace and his laws his his commandments but not like these israelites are talking about because they're putting you back under the law like we're justified by the law and we're not but we are definitely 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 supposed to be obeying whatever this Ruach Hakkadesh or the Holy Spirit says to us. And I just don't believe that he don't know what the law is to keep. So I push the Holy Spirit. I don't say when the commandments, because that means something when people say that. It's a certain thought pattern they have in their head when they say that. They're holding the feast days and the holy days higher. The Bible talks about those things being types and shadows. They don't want to talk about that verse. They want to make the feast days and the holy days like the number one thing and all the other things we do It's not as important as this. No, whatever the Holy Spirit tells us, we're supposed to be doing as a people to get us out, to get us out of this captivity, whatever he says. So many these people that are talking like this, and I don't want to spend no time talking about these so-called Hebrews, like, because again, I believe all African Americans are those people. But I have to kind of distinguish myself and push myself away, because some of y'all, when you come on my Facebook Live, you don't want me talking about this because you have a bad taste already put in your mouth by these folks out here hating and misrepresent any profaning the name of the God of the Most High, and taking the work of Christ, just not handling it right. No, Christ has come, and the Father has placed us in Christ, where neither there is male nor female, Jew nor Greek, because the Father says, those that worship me now must worship me in spirit and in truth. And I think it really has always been that way, really. I know he had a physical people, but if he always was looking for that person that would serve him in spirit and their heart circumcised or their heart turned to him, he's always been looking for that people. So Brother Seth is trying to get his people to repent, starting with himself, because I do not have it together. He's trying to get his people to repent. Number one, first and foremost, because they're not going to just repent because you say repent, Brother Seth, or you say repent. They're going to repent because they're going to see the Most High's love. They're going to see, number one, He is and that He is a rewarder to them if they seek Him. That's what the Bible says. No man comes to the Father unless they believe He is. And then, I believe in God, well, I believe in God, but do you also do this? Believe that he is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. You have to believe both of those. So once you believe that he's a God and he ain't trying to kill you or nothing, beat you up or something, you believe he is a rewarder. He rewards, not just judgment, he rewards those that diligently seek him. Now you will want to diligently seek him, which means you will want to repent. can't seek him in you too. So that would mean you're repenting if you're diligently seeking him. You diligently seek him, you're going to find him, and you're going to find his way. It's better than your way, and you're going to repent. That's all I'm trying to get our people to do. I'm a hypocrite sometimes. Sometimes I don't repent in certain areas, as I should. We drink a cup of coffee on that one. I do not have it together. I ain't got nothing for y'all. I keep telling you that I ain't got nothing for you, other than what the Father showed me over the years. I'm a nobody from the East Side Butler Housing Project. I ain't got nothing for you. Nothing for you outside of what the Father showed me. So. Do, uh, I do want to welcome uh, Brother Israel there and Brother uh, Vince Lowe. Um, definitely good seeing them in the house. I'm, I'm going to start trying to call these names. I I hear that when you do Facebook Live, people like their names called. So I'm going to try to do a little better job. But It's so hard. It's, I'm afraid I'm going to miss somebody and they'll be offended. Brothers and sisters, just know this. Guess what? I love you. You say, man, you don't love me. Some white guy in the archive is listening. After the show goes off, hasn't unclicked on, and he's looking at me saying, brother, you don't love me. I can tell you about that black pride stuff. Let me tell you something. Don't associate everybody the same. This African-American, a.k.a. Israelite, genuinely loves all people. I love white people like I love my own people. I just am committed to help my own people more and express that love, that true love in my heart. I have committed and I feel called the most high to express it towards my people more. So I'm going to be talking about their pain more than other people. I'm going to be talking about what they need to do to become a wholesome nation more. I love white people. Don't want a hair of their head touch unless they're trying to touch my hair. So I want to get this straight: know who you're talking to. I'm not with those Hebrew Israelites, y'all see on the web, and you got to understand this, brothers and sisters. You got to understand what I'm about to say. There's millions of people that believe like this. We gotta detach ourselves from America and wipe uh, the white power structure. They've been lying to us. It's blackout. They hide information. This knowledge I'm talking about is known all over the world. That's why they erased my show that had 2,000 listeners. Probably would have 3,000 by now. Because I was going toe-to-toe, going through the scriptures, showing how there is no other people that's living out this Bible like we do. And if you happen to say, well, I don't know, there's people in uh, India that Treated like the untouchables in India. They're going through what we're going through. Okay. If so, they're lost. They're, no, they're just another tribe. They're just another tribe. I want to shout out to, uh, again, a cousin of mine, uh, senior uh, uh, Dorothy Brown. Cousin of mine. Uh, one of my mother's old friends. Really, really respect her. And I'm glad to always see elders in the house. So, I'm trying to get this song called Mescal Square for y'all to hear. And uh, it's not popping up. So I may just play it. I think I'm just going to play it off off of YouTube because this is the internet and we can do that, right? So I'm jumping around, and I don't want to put myself in no bondage over that. I'm jumping around tonight. But I am talking about several things that's really on my heart, Um, and uh, I will not waste your time, brothers and sisters. I love you so much. You don't even know me. I said, I don't have to know you to love you. I love humanity. There's White people have done a lot of stuff to us. White people in power. And not all white people in power have done something to us. So how are you going to hate white people? And the little old guy next to you, he don't have no power. He ain't done nothing to us. And even some of his forefathers ain't done nothing to us. I know there's a lot of whites that have, but you got to be very careful. Even if you found the ones that did Bible says, Israel, right now you got your own land, you're here in Jerusalem, the nations of the world fear you, respect you, you have the wisest kings, you have the most wealth. Let me tell you something. Actually, they weren't even in the land yet, but he said that when they was in the land as well. But let's back up to where when they were just in the wilderness and they hadn't even got to the promised land yet. Moshe, or Moses, told them what would happen to them if they disobeyed. He talked about slave ships in the desert when they didn't even have a place. They weren't even in Israel yet. Moses on a mountaintop. Because, you know, if you speak on a mountaintop and all that the nations have commanded their loved ones to be quiet, it echoes. You can, you can, you can speak to a million people on a mountaintop. He told them. What would happen? He said they would be put in slave ships. He said that you'll have wives. As a nation, you'll have wives. Think about how many women that is for a minute. He said, but another nation was going to come and lie with your nation. That's a lot of sex. And it wasn't willingly lay down with your women. It's gonna be force. In other words, another nation is gonna own your women. He says, your house is gonna be led by women. Why? When you go into captivity, that man is not gonna be in the house. It says, Your enemy shall be of your own house. That's why I want to talk about black female male relationships. I don't believe in it. I encourage it, but I don't believe in it. Not where our mind is at right now. I think black people, without the understanding of why we're going through what we're going through, gonna have self-hate. So black love is in danger. Can we have true love for each other? Absolutely. But just because you have true love. Just because you have true love don't mean it's healthy. I do not believe in black love. Aren't you married to a black woman? Yes, I am. I don't think my wife, unless she understands, and she does, understand why our men who I mean is, my wife understands that. She understands our behavior. She understands that when you don't know who you are, you're going to act out of character. So my wife can see us misunderstanding she know who we are. If you're that way, you're blessed, thank God. But everybody don't understand what I'm talking about. They don't see us as no Israelites. If you take the whole thing out about us being Israelites and just look at us as a people, it's scary. So what happens is, how can you truly love each other, black man, black woman, when we don't have an engine? We don't have something all men and women have of other nations. There's a pride. They own a nation, Indian women women. Love, Indian men. Indian men run their nation. If the heat is turning up too much in America, they can go home. They have a flag, a song, land, government ran by their men. So they can leave India and stay intact mentally. I can say that for the nations of the world, I think there's over 200 nations. African Americans, don't have a nation. They say this is their nation, but their men, the African American men, does not control this nation. And their men have to compromise their values, compromise their children. They have to sacrifice them into this system knowing it's no good. We have to send our children off into the world and cross our fingers and nobody mistreat them. Black women are very, 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 very intelligent. Deep inside, they may never say it. They may never say it in this life, but I don't think they respect us for that. I think they get tired of hearing what the white man is doing, and they feel like we need to just kick the door down and just take it, and when we don't siege and I do think this is gonna sound a little crazy, but I think our black women really think we just should siege the whole empire. They may be happy with what we're doing at home, but I think our women would like to see us in charge of this country. That's why Obama was so popular. Why people voted for him? No matter. Some of us didn't want to look too much at his credentials. I think women want to see women. I believe is attracted to power. They're not, not the. Women is attracted to strength. Let me say it like that. Women is attracted to strong men. And again, I want to just welcome everyone that has tuned into the Blog Talk Radio. You're listening over Blog Talk Radio. Those of you that's listening over Facebook Live, I want to welcome you again. I am with the Five Smooth Stone Network. It's not—I don't have any co-hosts. It's just me these days. But eventually, I will be bringing on co-hosts. I'm letting y'all know that the screen you're looking at on Facebook Live, or if you're on Blog Talk Radio, and you're listening—it's going to be more than my voice. Facebook Live is going to be more than my picture there. It's going to, this screen is going to be chopped into one, two, three, four, maybe five pieces. So just know the network is coming, all right? But you need to hear from the owner of the network or the creator of the network and let you see just what's on my heart and what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish. We are very, very serious. We don't like the state of our people. We can't be totally sane. We're sane. But how can our women really respect a man that answers to another man and cannot protect her, really? Think about that. Our women know not to say certain things. But I know that has to bother them. We can't protect them. They've been protecting us since slavery. They love us. They make good wives. Some of us have had great marriages. But you cannot tell this brother that they respect us. They do respect us. But not like they would If we was in our rightful place and it comes with knowing who you are if they knew we're in this situation what situation we're in America we're under the thumb of these people I'm talking about those that are just coming as a nation I'm talking about those of us that obey the Father and the Holy Spirit and all that Y'all, I'm not talking about that. Those people are an exception to the rule because if you led by the rule of or the Holy Spirit, no weapon formed, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. And that's what we're trying to get our people to be led by the Holy Spirit. Then you break away. But you got to first, I think, understand what Brother Seth is saying. You got to first know there's a problem. You ain't right, African American. Women and men. A lot of what we do every day is sick. God was showing me something about the word insanity. And we all go, and I'm not just talking about African-American now, I'm talking about humanity. We all go in and out of insanity. We do things that just don't make no sense. We drive 80 miles an hour, and we know that things can break under a car. If every accident ain't somebody's driving. Sometimes the vehicle is going too fast. We tamper with our lives every day. We play with our lives every day. We do things that can cause us death. We eat all kind of food. We know we just we're just in and out of insanity. All of us. I do mean every ethnic group on the planet does that. But if you are people and you walk around and you don't know your identity, you cannot be trusted. And I know people say, oh, brother, you sound like you hate us. No, I'm just saying we're not whole. We're great people, despite, like uh, the ambassador that's on my show, He goes by the ambassador, Purcell Porsche, like he says, he don't think no other people could have went through what we went through. I agree with him. I said I agree with him. I said I agree with him. I said, I agree with him. But, y'all, we can't get cocky. We, the way the Father showed me, is a sick people. And it's not because of something we just, it's because we've been lied to. It's not that we're, we're not intelligent or we can't be intelligent or we're not. Nothing is wrong with us as far as acting on what we know. We're not slow or what they call retorted or special ed or something like that. For what's inside of us, we're fine. We're acting out what's inside of us. So when you see somebody doing a drive-by, there's nothing wrong with them in terms of them being, them responding to their mind. There's nothing wrong with them. What's wrong with them is what's inside of their head. They're acting, they're, if some of those people that's doing a gang banging. if you sit them down and, and teach them stuff they can learn faster than a lot of professors in, in schools and in, in colleges, there's nothing wrong with how they're responding. Like, you know, if you teach them how to drive, they can drive. teach them how to be an architect, they be an architect. But if you teach them the ways of the street, they'll be good expert at that. If you teach them gangbanging, they'll be expert at that. So there's nothing wrong with them responding to what's in their head. It's just what's in their head is poison. And what God has showed me is, even when I was a believer, I was a, when I was a young minister, God showed me, I had poisoned me. The way I worshipped him, and I like to talk about these miracles and things that God used me to perform, so y'all, know that, well, he couldn't have been a baby Christian. That's one of, one of the main reasons I talk about it, so much healing and all, Because it's a lot of things God has done with me. He's given me a word. He's given me things to tell people. And they was like, how did you know? I've I've caused many people's eyes to book by the things I've said because some just come over me and I gave them a word of knowledge. And the Bible said when the Holy Spirit come over you, it's nine manifestations. It's nine things that are do. And sometimes those things will pop up in me. And and not just me and some of you. Some of you got it far more than I do. So it's not just some brothers have got. oh no. Anybody that to the Holy Spirit, he could use them in these nine gifts or these nine manifestations. But in the middle of me, the Father used me mightily, even more so than he do now, and he still does now. Thank the Father for that. But in my earlier years, when I had a lot of zeal, he would use me because I have simple faith. Now I've gotten older and more problems, more challenges and more weight relationships. I've gotten married and so my point is my point is this. My point is, brothers and sisters, African Americans is poison. They go on jobs, they work, they, they have nice homes, they have nice cars. But if you don't know why you are misbehaving as a nation, you're going to disrespect that nation. Just like whites disrespect us as a nation. They love us individually. We have these relationships with whites individually. But they don't like us as a nation They say things about black people. Sometimes you wonder, why do you feel like that about my people, but they like me? It's this nation. And it is smelly, what we do as a nation. It is weird to have a black woman leading you. That's weird. It is that. And it's no slight to the black woman because they're doing, if they don't lead, then who's going to lead? In slavery, we wasn't allowed to leave, and our women led us. And there's a lot of black men that are doing great things. Please see the whole big scope of things. Get outside of your house. I'm talking about a nation. I'm going back and forth with individuals, and then I'm talking about a nation. Some of this, it doesn't relate to you because you're different. You're doing what's right, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about you, per se. Maybe you are an exemption to everything I'm saying, but I'm talking about the na- we are a nation. African-Americans are a nation within a nation. You've got to understand that to understand why we're doing what we're doing and what's going on with us. You can't just lump us as the nation of America. We're talking about African-Americans. We're just Americans. You can't do that. We're as different as night and day. You can't do that. You can't say we're just a nation of America. I don't want to talk about that African. You can't say whites listening, Indians listening. Why do you all always talk about life? Why you always talk about white? Because that's where we live. We live in a place where things are white and black. White people just don't have to say it because they're in power. They never have to. White people can live and die and never say black and white? Because everything is set up in their favor, most things. So they just say go to college, and that means white college. They just say read a book. That just means white office for the most part. They'll just say, you know, they just say, you know, Study most books about them. They're just they'll have to say black. We have to come behind them and say black and white because things are so just different. They're some. It's amazing I have to even talk about this, but some people actually say stuff like, "Well, you know, they don't want to look at us as a nation, so they'll never understand why their children is behaving the way they are." You know, they don't. Anyway, so what am I doing? I'm talking about, I guess the fathers wanted me to go down this road of hear more about the identity, why it's important. Because so many people listen to my Facebook Live when they hear Hebrews like they're ready to leave. And they don't understand. It's bigger than that. It's as it's important as your name. It's as in, do you want to not use your name? If you say, I don't want to use my name, I wanna use my last name, I don't my relatives ain't my relatives, no my relatives are whoever's in Christ. If you just wanna be in the spirit and never acknowledge anything in the flesh, number one that's not biblical. That's a dead person. That's a person that has moved on past this realm. If you're only looking at the spirit then you don't need the flesh no more. You you need to die. I mean, you need to not die in a negative way, but transition and be with the forefathers. If you don't acknowledge nothing in the flesh, I don't even know how you can live on this earth. We are flesh. The Bible says we have this treasure. Pretend this is the spirit born again. The Bible says this thing that has believed in Christ, believed in Christ's account of the Father, that's Talked about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mostly. When a person believes that Christ came to this earth, he lived, he died, he rose again, the Bible says, number one, that for them to believe is a miracle. Because you can't even come to Father to believe that unless he draws you. So once he draws you and he gives you that faith, the Bible says you become born again. You're a brand new creation. That's why we call each other brothers and sisters, because anybody that have done this is born again. So this is a new man. But the Bible says we have this treasure of being in Christ, one with Christ, For the Father sees Christ when he sees us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's in earthen vessels. It's not just like this. That means we're dead. And of course, we'll get a new body in the new Jerusalem. But I'm just saying, right now we have this treasure in earthen vessels. A lot of our challenges with our children and grandchildren has to do with identity. You tell me what they're doing, and I will line up identity with it some kind of way. You do hardly nothing on this earth with your identity not in place. You can't even drive home from work without acknowledging where you live. can't even have a conversation over the phone with a relative without acknowledging who you are. When they call you, what are you are going to say? You're going to say, hopefully, hello, and they're going to ask you a question, and you're going to dig into your past, which is totally fleshly, mostly, and give them an answer. Everything is flesh. I don't know why people act like, why do you talk so much about black and white? Black and white is a social concept created by Satan and in this realm, in this America, in this earth, in this nation, they have did so many they have brainwashed us into thinking certain things we can and cannot do because of who we are. What brother Seth is trying to do is get people to see we are not who those people say we are. They are not who they say they are. No, they're not. So what am I saying to all my white brothers and sisters? Listen, because I talk as though white people is in the room, Indian people in the room. I do not talk like black people talk. Sometimes, at family family functions or family reunions or family barbecues, where you come with the white man. If I do talk about the white man at family barbecue, a white guy can come in and talk the same way. This is how I talk around white people. You know why? because they deserve to know the truth. That's somebody's child. More important, that's God's child. They need to know the truth. They need to know that the people that rule over us, because most of them ain't got no power like we, like a lot of us don't in the natural. I'm not talking about me spiritually. They need to know that we're living in a world of illusions. They need to know they're part of, they're part of a big conspiracy to destroy a people. They need to know what it's like when you wake up in the morning and you just get a newspaper and a cup of coffee. It's one of the most racist things you can do. Why are you it, Brother Seth? Somebody wake up, get a cup of coffee and a newspaper, how is that racist? Because what they're holding and reading is ignoring almost anything great we're doing in our community. It's ignoring what's going on in the world. The world is 8% white. 92% of the world we never hear about. Never. Never. That's why I want to go to 24 countries. I don't want to die. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters. I'm not trying to talk down to nobody. I don't have it like that. I don't want to die. And all I ever knew, only perspective I was ever given by people with very bad credit where it relates to people that look like me. I don't want to listen to those people all my life and die, especially on the topic of God. So if you listen, listen to this show tonight, on this program tonight, or this Facebook Live or Blog Talk Radio, you listen to Brother Seth, and you're not so-called African American. Join the fight. Say no to Western theology. America ain't the only one. America is just one child in the class with their hand up. That's like a, how I like to say it. The United States is just one child in a classroom with their hand up. There's a lot of ways to look at God. There's a lot of ways to look at Satan. There's a lot of ways to look at spiritual, the spiritual world. There's a lot of ways to look at money. What it is, what it's not there's a lot of ways to look at power. What is for? Who should have it? There is a lot, a lot, a lot of ways to look at fame. Is it a blessing? Is it a cursing? Who should have it? Who shouldn't have it? There is, oh my God, there's a lot of ways to look at yourself. There's people under the sound of my voice that could run this Country here's a good one. There's a lot of ways to look at your family. We see our family wrong. My family is so unsupported, which is why I like to shout out the family when I see them They're so unsupported, but the Bible does say a prophet is without honor in his hometown. As the book says, why is that? Why do you go somewhere after people value and see all types of potential in you and your own family don't? They should know you all right because they was raised with you. Why do you think somebody else from some other town they don't know is smarter, wiser? How come the most high that created the heavens and the earth can't be looking at me through looking at you through my eyes right now, speaking or should say should I say speaking? How how come he can't be speaking through me? How come he can't be? This is a good one, a better one. How come he can't be speaking through you? That's why I don't play with people. I don't know who I'm talking to. There are some people with such low self-esteem, and they just one truth away from being a Gandhi or being a Martin Luther King or being somebody even greater. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know. Sometimes crazy people, the reason they're crazy is because they don't fit. Their mind don't fit in their environment, so they act out. Some people hear voices. They can hear. It's gonna be deep. Some people can hear the spiritual realm, or they can hear things that other people can't hear, and they're in a crazy house because nobody understands them. Some of you have gifts. Nobody explains them. You just have a gift, and they and they. Some people can tell people before they tell folks going to die before they die. I knew this one preacher, he said he would preach, and oftentimes the Father would show him death over people, and, and his job was to go and just tell them, hey, I relate you with God. His, God showed him that so he can get those people ready for their death, but he was not supposed to tell them you're going to die a week or two did. He would often see that. Can you imagine having to give you see somebody that's going to die two weeks, they gone? Your job was to get a hold of them and talk to them about their life and give them... Get them ready to leave. The father entrusted you with that gift. Can you believe that? People are powerful. But if you listen to these same old folk and and let's get this straight, there's a lot of white brilliant minds. I thank God for for a lot of my white brothers and sisters that have taught me over the years the Andrew Walmax, the Kenneth Hagans, the you know, a lot of white males that they had their issues. Thank God I know about how they had issues because I darn near was falling too close. And I had to back off and recognize they got issues. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, they have issues where black man is concerned. So you can't trust him to talk to you about it. nothing to do with black people. But you can trust, trust him in other areas. Andrew Walmack, Andrew Hebrew Israelites, those of you that go by the term Hebrew Israelites, is profoundly accurate on talking about who what happened at the cross and how that we're not under the law. But we keep more laws than they did in the Old Testament. But we're not justified by the law. Andrew Womack, you already have it series. Anything by Andrew Womack about on grace and truth. On grace. So I thank God for Andrew Womack. But I just wanted to just kind of just say that because I I do these Facebook lives. And some days I don't want to have a certain topic. I am going to get back to where I just say tonight we're going to be talking about just this. But um, these days I just want to, if I can move around topics, y'all can kind of see where I'm at. You can see whether or not I truly hate or I'm just just saying I love but I truly hate. You can feel me out. And, again, I don't have it together. I keep saying it. I say it every show about five times because brothers don't have it together. My flesh is not as obedient and submissive to the Spirit as I would like for it to right now. So I have to slow things down and make sure that I'm hearing. That's why I talk so much about my past. I'm not happy with where I'm at right now with the Father. I'm not just buckwild going crazy, but I'm too callous. I'm not sensitive to the Spirit like I used to. If somebody tells me somebody is sick right now, a lot of times I'll walk off and be 30, 40 minutes, and I'll be like, you know what? I should have thought to pray. Well, back in the day... Uh, when I was more sensitive to the spirit, if you tell me somebody was sick, first thing I said, well, let's pray. I mean the very next thing. Because I felt like the Father is here. He's with me now. Who's sick? Let's pray right now. And I'm not trying to make like I had everything together because I was ignorant of a whole lot of areas that I, I'm not ignorant of now. So I'm not going to put myself totally down today. I'm just saying... It's a lot of wisdom I have to do that I have back then, but I'm just saying his presence was more. I sensed his spirit more. A lot of times I would just maybe feel like stop, pull over. Don't do nothing. And I don't know what that was for. Sometime I found out later it was it, it 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 got me out of danger. But then many times I don't know what why I did that. You know, of course I talked about how. You know, I would see spirits and people, and and I, a few times I call the spirit out, like literally, like I see you, and it would manifest. People, faces will contort and do all kinds of things, and I knew what I was dealing with. That don't happen as much now, cause it's the spirit, it's the it's the Holy Spirit you got to be sensitive to, and when you're sensitive to it, it show you things. There's nine manifestations that this spirit, this Ruach Hakodesh, Holy Spirit, will give you. I don't see that in my life these days. That's why I'm on here blogging. I'm trying to remind myself of how I used to be. Because right now the devil is not playing. And this is not a time to not be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It can cause you your life. My wife got something she tells me all the time. She says, Seth, you need to be careful I'm talking about white supremacy. It's the most powerful force in America. One of the most powerful forces in America. And when, you, when you're upsetting those demons and exposing them, you just got to make sure you're protected. And she's not talking about with no 45. 'Cause this kind of stuff a forty five can't get you out of When these enemies come after you, a forty five can't get you out of I said when you (laughs) attempt when you are messing with white supremacy, there are Spirits, all, I don't want to glorify the enemy, but all I'm saying, y'all, you've got to understand that America was birthed out of lies, deception, and ignorance. The American empire, I had a guy one time that says it's a white gentleman, and I said, wow, and I cannot find that tape. I want y'all to really listen to your brother tonight. And I still gotta get on Billy Rhymes and how he didn't receive the whole Hebrew Israelite message and why an older black man. My stepfather in Bayan he went to Israel with me. I brought him to Israel along with many people. I've taken many people to Israel. But back I'm gonna get on I'm gonna get on Billy Rhymes when I brought it up and also black-female relationships. But my wife said something very important. Oh, about the white gentleman. The white gentleman said to me, he didn't say to me, he put a video out, and I I remember reading it. It's a book also. Forget his name. He said, America have no real moral reason to exist. I know I didn't say it right, so just follow me, because I'm not going to say it like he said it. And he began to build a case on how that America, it's like Islamic countries when they create the country, the Quran is their constitution. So everybody lives, try to build the country up with laws and bylaws based upon the Quran. There's other nations, they do it with the Bible. Other Hindu nations, they do it with Hinduism. Everybody wants to be a um, Siddhartha. Siddhartha, Indian. To to my Indian brothers and sisters listening, because I know you're listening. Uh, Buddha. I used to think Buddha was one person. That's what Christianity teaches. Buddha, one person. Buddha is not... A person I had a little Buddhist Bible and I would show people look it says right you're not supposed to worship Buddha you, you don't worship no Buddha now, I want y'all to listen this is major this is oh my god this is major talking about white supremacy talking about America listen I found out I watched a movie called little Buddha and I just say you know what this stuff is so foreign but I was kind of bored at night I would have never watched it like right tell me I was saying I would have never watched that neither would I but I was tired, and I ended up watching it. I'm trying to tell you, show y'all how America has no moral foundation to exist. It has no real moral reason to be other than a place of captivity. I'm going to nail that down. But I've got to talk about Buddha first. Watch this. True story. All the Indian people listening, Hindus, they like, I like this Buddha. I like this brother. Listen. Buddha mean enlightened one. That's it. It's not a person. Yes, it is. When I Google Buddha, there's this guy. Siddhartha. Siddhartha. Siddhartha was a young rich kid. I want y'all to listen. I'm not trying to promote no Buddhism. I'm trying to get y'all to see how this whole billions of Hindus go by this listen this is deep so when you see Indian countries or cultures they build their whole culture based upon this and watch how close this is to Christianity it's going to blow your mind it's going to blow your mind then I went to India and I saw it with my own eyes I am not Hindu listen to me we've been lied to been lied to by this one. Been lied to by the I'm not saying go beat them. I'm not saying none. Of that. I'm not even trying to make. I'm just trying to take the demonic way we look at stuff. I believe in Yeshua. Don't get it twisted. I believe that the Father Yah, God of Israel, sent Yeshua. So that's where I'm at. After all this stuff I've learned. So hear me out. So, Siddhartha was a rich man, rich boy. His dad did not want him to see pain, death, even old people. His father wanted him to be around virgins. People smiling. And one day, Siddhartha heard a person singing, and they wasn't singing Mary happy like he was used to, and that was a slip-up. Siddhartha was not supposed to see that. He wasn't ever supposed to see hear pain, mourning. It's a true story. Y'all, this is as true as it gets. There's millions of Hindus saying, I ain't like this, brother, because a lot of them don't know we know this. I'm trying to tell y'all how billions of people build their nation. That's why I'm telling this story. So this rich, and I'll make it real quick. Make it real quick, get back to my poem about America. So this rich kid has a father. didn't want him to see nothing but the Virgin, young women, I don't know what they did with the old women, but they hid him from this kid. He wanted his kids only to see the best of the best of the best of life, and definitely not knowing that some people died. And so he accomplished that to Siddhartha. I forget what age he was, but Siddhartha heard a woman sing, and she was putting that, ooh, she was not sounding right. He asked his servant, why does she sound like that? And they say, oh, she's nothing. They tried to get rid of the woman. And Siddhartha said, no. Why does she sound like that? I've never heard that sound before. And they said, Siddhartha, don't worry, because the, the, they knew that the king, your job is to hide these things from my son. This is a true This is not no fear. This is not no make-believe. So Siddhartha said, I am the prince of this country. Why? And they said, because she's sad. The doctor said, what is sad? They had to tell him. And then another time, the father found out about them, he was very upset. But Siddhartha didn't like the fact. He didn't know that. And he started looking around and started going places and finding more people that sing with this sound. Because he never heard it. Pain. Singing out of pain. So Siddhartha broke away from a lot of times his his servants and, and disguised himself and went into the weird world, and he heard, he saw old people wrinkle. He'd never seen wrinkles before. I can just see here my Hindu brother says, I like him. He's telling the truth. That is the truth, brother. I say this all the time at work. If you imagine, Ryan, that I know this story. But it was because of the movie Little Buddha, Little Buddha, just a movie. He just went through all this. And then I researched research, and researched and researched over years. And I went to India. Make long story short, Siddhartha so began to find out people get old, and it broke his heart. People have more pain, and it broke his heart. And he began to to start realizing the problems in his world. So he broke away from his father, and he just went and lived out in the wilderness and just started trying to learn everything he could. He was mad at his father. And he was studying, he found some people that literally put themselves in pain. I think they call called the aesthetics. These people stick stuff in their skin, they just, they like pain. And he was fascinated by them because, remember, his dad tried to hide him from pain. So he worshipped with the aesthetic people and he began to learn, he began to learn things. And so he saw a woman going down the river, a girl going down the river, and she had a violin instructor that was teaching her. You know, back then they would teach each other going down the river. So they was going in the boat, get you getting violin lessons while going down the boat, while going in this boat. Her instructor was teaching her how to put the violin, they was just, and he heard us. He heard it, her instructor say this: If you pull the strings too tight, you will break the strings. If it's too loose, it won't sound right. You got to have a balance. And he was listening. He heard that. And he broke away from aesthetics because they was too extreme on pain. Listen to this story, brother. I'm listening at this movie like, man, this is fascinating. So one day he was meditating with the aesthetic people. And a cobra came up behind his head, and it didn't bite him. And the aesthetic people, if I'm saying that name right, y'all, Forgive me if I'm not saying I'm pretty sure it's called the aesthetics, where people study uh, and they, 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 they use pain all the time. So if I'm getting it only throw me on the bus. I'm just talking too fast. And Anyway, so while Siddhartha, who y'all think is Buddha, is worshiping, that's when he gets the whole yoga, sitting in the yoga position, and he a cobra came up behind his head and he just stood like that, and that's why y'all see all the statues of that cobra. The cobra didn't bite him, but the cobra right on top of his head was saying to the aesthetic followers, this guy is the guy because I didn't kill him. A, a snake come up behind you and just do that, right on top of your head because this man was in, he was in union with nature. And the aesthetic people were like, oh, my God, he is a god. So Siddhartha went and he was seeking out life. Kind of like your brother said. That's what I did. Broke away from my mama's teaching. I know they told me about Pentecost. I want to learn a true God for myself. And he showed himself to me. I began to pray for myself. I told you I stepped on a an nail and I got healed. I began to start F.F. F. Bosworth's book, Christ the Healer. It inspired me to pray for myself and I got healed. No longer have to rely on mama and dad, Billy and mama's prayers. Other preachers. I have to know more word by all them talking about demons and evil spirits and healing. I experienced in myself. Ain't no demons going to say to me, I don't know you. Paul, I know. Peter, I know. But who are you? No, demons know me. It's not to give me points because, lately they begin to the best of me. But they know me. And they know some of you, too. I'm not trying to talk down to nobody tonight. But anyway, Siddhartha began to seek out a balance and he became so well-known for his teachings. They call him the Buddha because he was so knowledgeable. And he's the most celebrated Buddha. But Buddha just means enlightened one. Siddhartha's teachings made people think he is the most enlightened one. But before Siddhartha Became known as the most enlightened one. Buddha still exists. I mean, uh, Buddhism still existed. It, that religion still was around when Siddhartha was, when they, when his father was hiding him from reality. So he can't be Buddha, because it already existed when he was a child. He's just the most celebrated Buddha. So when you see a picture, a statue of this, this that's that's Siddhartha. He's just the most known Buddha. Buddha just means enlightenment. It's not a person. When I found it out, I was so mad at my preacher, my minister preacher that brought me up, that taught me. I was so mad at them. Had me thinking, there ain't going to be Buddha sitting on this. It's going to be Jesus. Fool, you a Buddha. It just means enlightenment. Do you really understand life? You got to be a lot. I ain't going to say I'm a Buddha because I don't think I know that much. But when you learn a lot, you know how the world turns, you see the cycles of the world, and you, I'm not, you can probably be an older person, when you really see there is a God, there is a Holy Spirit, spiritual warfare, demons, the, the universal laws, all these little things that you can almost sit back and don't have to watch the news, you can predict what's going to happen, you're a Buddha. You can go toe-to-toe with Siddhartha, y'all can have a conversation. Siddhartha will say, well, I believe this, and you say, well, Siddhartha, you're right. But what about this? He's going to say, well, that's very interesting. Siddhartha was a bad boy. He learned a lot. They say he's the most celebrated Buddha. A celebrated Buddha. That's all it means. I'm not going to say I'm a Buddha, because then you to think, well, you're a different religion, because some of these Christians, you have to be very careful. You can't say nothing like that. But just for the record. So, that whole, I brought it up to say, the whole region of the world, the Hindu nation, based everything around Buddha. Now, a lot of them get off talking about other gods and all that stuff, but the one, there are some Buddhists that believe in a higher power. Siddhartha was one of them. He understood life. This man was different. Y'all should just, you got to agree with him. Just look at some of the things he come up with. He's living off the land. The man was already rich. He walked away from all that. He just studied. He afflicted himself with pain. He know all about fasting. I don't agree everything with Siddhartha. No, I don't. I would be probably Hindu. I'm not what they call Hindu. I just understand what the word Buddha means. It does not mean it's not a person. He's just the most celebrated. He's supposed in their world. In their world, he was most it's probably a lot of people just as knowledgeable as he is now. And they're called a Buddha also. So. I that to say. I brought all that up to say that that whole world, based their building buildings, society, how they deal with their women, based off studying the world and Siddhartha's teachings. But there's other Buddhas they listen to, and they might even incorporate American preachers in some of their teachings and beliefs. Buddha just mean enlightened ones. Enlightenment, that's where where you hear the word enlightenment. It's always referring to that part of the world. So America don't have that. America said they're found on Christian principles. That mess messed on whole water. You know it don't. I don't even have to go into it. So what is the real reason for America? I'm going to tell you what I think, and then I'm going to back up and try to it. I think America is just officially a prison. America America has nothing without the slaves. America is a place of captivity. If you can just understand America is a prison. In the most, I know people think of prison, they think of you know, rice, and then food, can't go nowhere. No, it's not like that kind of prison. It's like Egypt Egypt was. They say Egypt was like that. Have all this technology. It makes you think you're free. I can't tell you, I'm just foreigner. I'm not going to call her name out, but I talk with a lady from Eritrea every day. One hand, she talked about how great America is, and then on another hand, you can see she's worn down by it. America wears down foreigners. They come over here free, happy, America, America. After a while, they weigh down by the debt, trying to get with the Joneses, all this technology. They start trying to get all this stuff, and you slowly see shackles on them too. The eight percent. 8%, whatever the percentage of the whites is in America, they're the people that supposedly be free. Supposedly. But I don't know about that. I'm beginning to believe white people are in as much bondage as everybody because America has no moral reason. I'm not going to be able to say this like this author was saying. But he says America has no moral reason to exist. They don't have, like, we. they say we have the Constitution, they always say the Constitution. But you break down that Constitution and look at it. There's no spiritual basis, no solid reason for this. Oh, well, this is a land of free and this. It can't be no land of no free, nothing. Y'all had slaves for 100 you Y'all had slaves out of the gates. You came in killing people. We have this sweet, beautiful Constitution that says all men are created equal. Come on. What real reason? I, my phone number here, anybody want to call or comment or ask a question, I'm going to open up this line, the phone line, for you to call and ask a question. Ask a comment. Try to help me with this. I read a book, and I cannot think of what it was, but it was talking about how this guy was making an argument, he was naming everything, how that all these Arab countries have the Quran. And the Quran is clear. You might not agree with it, but it says this. That's why they have. That's why they say no to modernization. Modernization meaning, uh, in the Arab countries, they don't like new buildings. That's why a lot of time you see fifty thousand buildings, all on beige. They don't want to be modern. And some of y'all might want to rethink that too, because we're getting canceled like crazy. But they say no to modernization. So you'll see them sitting on billions of billions of tons of oil, and they don't convert it to, to look like Dubai. Every once in a while, somebody like Dubai say, "You know what? Forget this. I'm about to make put up some buildings." Oman, uh, United Arab Emir- Emirates (AeU), they say, "Okay, we so much of this modernization, Islam thing. We're gonna." So you see some Muslims going left. De facto Muslims, or whatever you call them, when they, they they just going against their beliefs, but they believe that the Quran is against that. That's why a lot of times you see wealthy like they got so much money. Why do buildings look like that? They don't believe in modernization. Reminds me of a gentleman by the name of Syed Kotip. Saeed Kotip. I don't know why I'm going down this road, y'all. I'm supposed to be talking about Billy. my stepfather, and why the older people, the older generation of black people reject the whole Hebrew-Israelite message. I'm supposed to be finishing up there, and I'm going to get to it. But y'all got to Google this guy. Now, the computers, Facebook computer and the Internet computer, is going to track me when I say this name, because he is the father of radical Islam, Saeed Khotun. And again, I'm not a Muslim. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. But I read his book, The Milestone, Milestone, and it blew my mind. God brings people across my path because I'm a righteous man. I'm in Christ. And I'm not afraid to read something outside of the Christianity because I feel like they control us like that. I want you all to really listen to me. There is a book. You can type his name in right now, Saeed Kotip. (laughs) S y e d k o t e b. This man, just like little Buddha, revolutionized my life. It didn't make me no Buddhist, but it made me understand billions of people that are not Christians what they're doing. They're trying to be a Buddhist. They're trying to be an enlightened one by studying nature and studying animals. That's all Siddhartha did. And they call him the most celebrated Buddha. And that's why everywhere you see. Well, Saeed Kotip is about to help y'all with Islam. And, and, I, and this name just came up, so I know this is the father right here. So if you ever heard Brother me he inspire the father, here he goes. Because I did not plan on talking about him, no Saeed Kotip. So I don't know how I heard about him. I think I was watching one of those movies or something, and I heard the name Saeed Kotip. who is that? Saeed Kotip is the father. A radical Islam. When you see people strapping bombs and, and, and blowing up, and I know I'm being tagged right now, but again, I'm not advocating on he said, but just listen. Listen to this. Listen. You want education? Listen. So Saeed Kotip was a, a, a man, a Muslim, that came to America... And he was looking to learn the ways of America because he was impressed by some things he had heard. He was a schoolteacher. Saeed Kotip wrote the book, Milestone. I bought the book. I, no, I downloaded the book. I think I bought it too. It just blew my mind. What blew his mind? Blew my mind when he told me. I don't agree with his solution. He is saying what I just got to say. That America has no real moral reason to exist. Listen, believers, Christians, those of us supposed to be walking in love. Let's walk in love. Let's hear what this man said, and let's use our weapons, which is love and truth. Psychotic picked another route, but listen to what he said. The father of radical Islam came to America to learn. He was a teacher. He was learning how to teach his kids back in Egypt. This man has influenced billions of people. Listen. You need to know this. So anyway, he came to America. He began to study America, to study the way we do things, and study. And he got disappointed right away. Because he thought when he came, he was going to learn ways to teach, and he was going to go back and teach the Egyptian people, the Egyptian kids, the way, just, you know, smart people go all over the world, just like America do. They go all over the world, find different things other cultures are doing to try to improve their empire. So that's all Saib was doing. So when he came here, he came back from Egypt brokenhearted and scared and worried and terrorized and just. America changed Saeed Kote's life. He said, this place is like hell. Saeed Kote, what we call regular, everyday, normal, he even didn't even like the black people. Listen what Saeed Kotip said. Well, first, let me tell you what he said about other folk, cause if I tell you what he said about black people, y'all may not want to listen to him. But basically, he was saying we was just too, he called it jazz. They're too into dancing, and, and we were. He said somebody, they too into music. and He didn't know to call it soul music. He just said they too much into jazz. But he was talking about they're not looking at what's going on. He was talking about the white women. And how women walk around with heels on and they're going to work. He was talking about the way the women talk to men, because keeping in mind his country, men don't talk to women. You talk to another, that woman's husband. I got in trouble. When I went to India and Egypt, and I didn't Egypt. I didn't get in trouble. I got in India with that. These people don't play over that water, over the Atlantic. Don't talk to women. Talk to the men. I was talking to this woman trying to help her, and I gave her some money because her kids was hungry, and she threw the money at me. It's another story I'll tell you about that later. So I was in India, called myself doing, and they told me before they went, they brothers. Whatever you do, don't talk to the women there. They tell everybody this guy was just he was just. When I go to international places, I like to talk to people, okay, what's the customs? I want to fit in. And they said, well, one thing we do. I just believe I just think it. I'm just going to get She has these kids and they was neck anyway. That woman threw their money at me. She said, they said, when you did that, it's like you're trying to buy her. I was pointing at her because I couldn't speak a language saying, get it to your kid because it's nothing with diapers on. They had meth all over them. I never seen them like that. That's the closest of poverty I seen in India when I saw that, and I just was moved and and I was did it from a whole lot of people, so obviously I'm not trying to get with the lady. she wasn't attracted anyway, but even she was i want that woman threw the money at me so Sayeed Kob came he said these men are talking to the women, and the women are smiling at them, they're like whores. He thought the American culture, women was like whores, and a lot of times it is about sex. So he was right. Why do women wear heels when they just when they secretary? Your boss is a secretary. You wear heels for him. You come home, you ain't wearing them for your husband. He just he looked at the school system and how they didn't teach the world. He only taught Americans the whites. He saw white supremacy and he saw how unfriendly they were to the other nations. Psychoteps saw the greed. Syed saw the inflation. Psychoteps saw the civil unrest. Psychoteps saw America for what it is it's like God exposed America to him and he came back to Egypt and said he went around teaching everybody, whatever you do, block the West from coming to our country. Don't like don't let them in. Say no to modernization. He came and saw the modernization and he saw the damnation it was doing and and just, you know, I haven't read milestone in a while, but he would talk about things like what happens when you're inside of a building and, and, and just just the health uh uh the, the things that wasn't good about modernization. We gotta understand something. Modernization anytime you get an invention we want to do something, do something, do something, everybody is everything that sh- can be invented should not ne- necessarily be invented. Just because you can do something faster, 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 it don't mean you should. See, we thinking if you can do it faster, well, sure, inventive. Make money. You think I would talk? No, the Islamic world, a lot of times, will look at the idea, and if it's going to hurt the environment, they say no. This is America. We don't say no to nothing. So that man goes back, and he radicalized that whole Egypt and says, when they come, and he called, I don't know if he's, he's the one who started the whole calling the country to a sanctuary or not. But he basically was saying when they come to our country, our sanctuary, basically don't let them. He said whatever cost, if you have to die, you fight them. Say no to the West. No to their thoughts. No to their education. No to their... Say no to everything these people say and do. And that is kind of where I'm at. But I vehemently disagree with his method on how he say we fight them we we'll die if we have to i disagree with that the bible tells us that the father is going to fight for us all enemies vengeance is mine i will repay says the father And Saeed, I think, goes against the Quran itself. It's a whole nother teaching. So get the book Milestone. You ain't even got to buy it. Google it. It's a, it's something. It, <laughs> do me a favor. If you do do it, because you're going to get enlightenment. <laughs> can't say you're going to become a Buddha. I can't know if I give you that habit, Mark. But you are going to be enlightened. This milestone is going to make you look at America in a way. Now, somebody might be listening. Government, Facebook Live monitors may be listening. This is not coming against the American people. This is to make America, the people in America, better. Just say yes to God. No to white supremacy. That's what Saeed Coach was mainly saying. Say yes to God. Say no to black and white. That's nothing he didn't like. they separated by this race thing. You say no to it, too. You say no to modernization, too. If you see an a invention that's causing cancer... They're already telling us plastic stuff, putting the microwave caulking. Okay. Question the microwave. Question the plastic in the first place. Stop thinking this is what I mean by quit listening to these people. God gives everything we need to make it in this life. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. I'm going to play Massacre Square. This song where Morgan Heritage, my favorite reggae group, is talking about how, take a little break here, Morgan Heritage is talking about Maskell Square <laughs> and uh, how Queen Elena, Constantine mother, got a vision, which I don't believe. I don't believe in that. But she says she got a vision of where the cross is. I don't believe that. But she says she got a vision of where the cross is. And that's the crosses in Jerusalem to this very day, kid you not. So if you go to Jerusalem, or Yerusha, or Israel, and you go in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, are got to see a cross. That's the cross that they found in Addis Baba. Helena, Constantine's mother, which I do not like Constantine, told them she got a vision of where the true cross is. And that woman... Had them to go to Adisa Bible. now. Could God have spoken to to her? Possibly. Po- I don't know what God. Did. Most High sometimes work with the wicked and the and the righteous. He would oftentimes use the wicked folks to beat down Israel. So I don't know. I don't know if Constantine mother really got that revelation or not. But let's play it. Moscow Square. And uh, I got to tell y'all this before I play it. So God has a sense of humor, right? I went to at Ababa, didn't know what I was doing. I was just going there because I was tired of these white folks in power dictating, you know, they created, Frankenstein was what I was. They made me. You can say to one, so they made you too. You know, it's, it's elementary, middle school, high school. So I felt like Frankenstein saying, who am I? So I get on a plane go to 24 countries. And I literally am. Mostly that's why I'm there. But I'm there also sightseeing like anybody else that go somewhere. So while I'm doing this, and this thing is not letting me convert. I want to convert to MP3. Hold on everybody. So while I went to uh, Addis Ababa, I didn't even know about this song. I didn't even know about Helena, Final Cross. I didn't know. I just remember going in here in a place called Moscow Square. Moscow Square is not far from the UN in Addis Ababa. So watch this brothers and sisters. I'm in Moscow Square, people say, well did you see the people that are holding their nose in Ethiopia? No. Nope. Yeah, I could listen to the white people. Didn't see them. And when I got there, I actually told somebody, "Hey, where's the people with the with the with the with the play in their lips and all that, and the hunger hunger people? I want to see the hunger people in Ethiopia." The tour guide looked at me. I'm embarrassed to tell y'all what happened. They laughed so hard at me. They said, "My brother, when you find those people, let us know. We want to see them too." Oh, y'all Ethiopia, y'all got people with flies in their eyes and all that. I, I told them I want to see it. They laugh. Those two or three of them just looking at me and saying, when they told the other one what I said, they laugh. They say, when you find it, let us know. That's why I went in the first place. I don't trust these people. We live in a bubble. We know nothing of this place called Earth. We see everything through the lens of whites. And white people listening to me right now, ditto. You should want to see something other than those that rule over you because guess what, white people, Indian people, Asian people, especially white people. You think because the people that rule over you white, they're your friends. No. They're agents of the devil. So I was in Moscow Square, and he didn't even know it. I just remember where this happened. I'm about to tell a story that happened. This happened in Moscow Square. May God do something if, I lie, if I'm lying. So I pull up at this red light. And there's all these flags and it's hill to the side. When I researched where I was at, that was a massacre Square. So this is where they found the cross that's in Jerusalem that Christ supposedly died upon. So while I'm at the light, the car windows are down and about four kids, little kids, now here's where I saw poverty. <coughs> four kids stuck their heads in the window and started singing. If you go to Addis Ababa and you go to Moscow Square, it's going to happen to you too because this is what these little kids do. I didn't know it. So the windows was down, and all of a sudden they started harmonizing. Now, you know the Clark sisters is the best harmonizers on the planet, but these little kids could have gave them a run for their money. So two of them was on this side, two of them on this side, and they just went to singing. We had a red light, and as soon as the car stopped, they popped their heads in for. It ain't my name. No, I don't know what they were saying. <laughs> and they was harmonizing. It's, nah, I can't, y'all, yeah, I don't know. And it was so beautiful. I was shocked that they stuck their heads in the window. I was shocked they were singing, but I was even more shocked at how harmonizing they were. And they kind of looked a little poor, like clothes wasn't that pretty. And, and, oh, my God, that was one of the most touching parts that was the most touching part of that trip when I found out where it was. And I saw a lot of wild things in uh, Ethiopia. But uh, that topped it all. And you're supposed to give them money. That's what they're doing. And I remember giving them kids five, tens. You don't give no kids. $10 bill is like a $100. I didn't even know. It. I was just giving them I I think I emptied my wallet. Get you now. I started giving them money. And they were so, so happy. Boy, they blessed me. So when I found out where we was, God has a sense of humor. He said, "I'm gonna do something to you said." Since you hear you researching. So anyway, this is Moscow Square by Morgan Heritage. Take a little quick break, y'all. And then we'll start back up. I gotta do a few things. Hold on. Is this is, uh, I'm playing it straight from Facebook. So, let me do this. Get rid of these commercials. I'm signed to sign my Prime account. And we'll have to worry about a commercial again. That's what I do. So anyway, here come School Square by Morgan Heritage, y'all. Take a little short break. We'll be right back. What's Story y'all, so anybody going to Israel saying, Oh, I saw the cross. You saw the cross at Queen Elena and I don't believe none of it. <laughs> I don't like Constantine. I don't know I don't believe that's the real cross, but I don't know. The father used people in power and if Constantine was the ruler of the world uh, at the time and can the Lord use the Father to speak to Pharaoh? Yeah. So I don't know. But it is in the church of the Holy Sepulchre. They went and dug. and There was this old, old, and they put it together. And... True story. Moscow Square. So back to really wrapping this up, everybody. And again, I want to thank you all for tuning in to, to the 5 Stone Network. Normally, we are network networking with different people. The Seth is just kind of winging it right now by myself because I'm filling out Facebook Live. I know that I want to eventually. I have already a YouTube channel, but I'm going to start putting all the shows on YouTube. So this is probably the last week or uh, the last month I'll be on Facebook Live. And then we're going to go to YouTube and have a channel and start putting things there because we all have over 600 shows. And, again, Google Files on some blog talk radio, and uh, you'll get our, that first result is us. Twenty-one page, twenty-five pages of shows, y'all, having people on from white people, all type of people on, guests and co-hosts, and uh, we're just trying to do what? Wake up, really, the world as to who are the people of the Bible. I don't do nothing to just black people, ever, ever, ever. Because I recognize what the Father is doing, he's not just doing it with black people. He never does something with just Israelites or African Americans. He never just, it's never a word to just us. Because as we find out who we are, it's like Miles Monroe said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing that you're handling, you can abuse it. We've been abused by these other nations because they don't know who we are. If they knew this is why they're misbehaving. This is why they can't come together. This is why they're... As the scriptures talk about, your sons are in the heads of the street. That scripture blows me away. Thy sons have fainted. Isaiah is talking about the state of a nation of men. He said, thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. You can just stop right there and see it's us. How is young men at the head of all the streets? So that means this nation of Young men is in the streets. Stop right there. That's African Americans right there. Ain't nobody else got that many young men in the streets like we do. Isaiah. Your young men are fainting. They lie at the head of all the streets. As wild bulls in nets. Like I say, Isaiah 51 and 20. Listen to this scripture. And I have over 300 of these. 300. Prophecies just like this. I did a show where I highlighted nothing but those and it got erased. But I'm going to do another one. Like I tell people, when you see me wear the black outfit, on my Facebook Live, when you see me in the black, that's when I'm going on scriptures of us being Israelites. I thought I would do that because some of you say, I just want to hear you talk about that. Well, look for me in the black. But I'm going to be mentioned on all the shows, prophecies, that we, we, we but some people get tired of talking about this. So as you see, I'm talking about Sayyid Tip. I talked about Buddha. I'm jumping around but I do still talk about how, just like the scripture about the name, but if you want to see me stay on just prophecies that the Bible says Israel will go through and we are going through it, look for me in the black. So, speaking of me in the black, that was a gift to me by my, uh, that was my stepdaddy's outfit. That was an outfit he used to wear, and I like to wear it in remembrance of him, and that's when I talk about scripture proof of us being Israel when I wear all black. But I talk about it on all the shows, but not as much as when I'm wearing all black. Just if you want to go through the videos and say, I want to hear more about how do we know we Israelites, you know, look for me in all black. So speaking of Billy Rhimes, this man... Taught me a lot of what I know, so I'll never be greater than Billy Rhymes. I don't care if, if I'm some kind of way end up a millionaire with millions of followers. I'll never be greater than Billy Rhymes in my mind. As far as high respect, him, because he had form me. You have to look. You have to always honor people's parents and not what they do. Martin Luther King's parents was greater than Martin Luther King Jr. to me. Anyway, so Billy Rhymes, I took him to Israel about five times. He the one that said said his name is not Abraham, it's Abraham. <laughs> Billy was into the Begats. And so I took Billy and, and uh Billy, you gotta know him. He went all over the city of Fort Worth, Dallas, sometime Dallas, every in the surrounding areas, and he'd go to these white churches. Black people couldn't accept him because he was Jesus was black. And if you're on Blog Talk Radio, you just heard the little lady say ninety seconds. That means you need to call the phone number, uh, nine one four Two zero five 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 nine zero. 205-5590 if you want to continue listening, if you're on blogs or radio. Also, if you have a question or comment, uh, you got the same 90 seconds to call and, and, and put in a question or comment. I didn't push that because I'm not trying to push callers these days, but if you want to ask a question, make a quick comment, go ahead and call the number. Now you got 60 seconds. Here's the number, 914-205-5590. You're more than welcome to call, ask a question, make a comment. Again, 914-205-5590. So I take Billy to Israel. And I notice something when I'm doing these Facebook Live. Y'all don't ask as many questions. I think people are afraid to hear their voice, people hear their voice over Facebook Live. But don't be afraid, y'all. I ain't going to bite. And people can't do nothing to you. Don't be afraid of Facebook or who can listen. Because when I was on a blog talk, really, I'd get more questions. But these days, I don't. So anyway, I took Billy to Israel, and uh, Billy always, always loved talking about the genealogies of Israel. Of course, Billy believes strongly, and it doesn't matter who you are in the flesh. you got to be born again of the Spirit. He preached that hard to anybody, so he ain't one of those stuck on the flesh. But when he went to Israel and went with some show scholars, I mean, we're talking about, you might be looking good, and you say, who is that? And that may be the editor Ebene, uh uh it's all kind of celebrities go to Israel, Demona. And, I mean, I've seen a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people been there. I mean, lots of celebrities. Don't let me call out the names. It's a lot of them. Uh, it's a lot of people, y'all, that go there. Actually, I will call it because some of y'all think this is a cult. And you, 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 it, people ain't going to go where it, something's a cult. So some some people still listen to me, and I've got to remember that. So people like this ain't going to go to where a cult is uh Winnie Mandela, uh, Stevie Wonder, Evelyn Champagne King. Uh I always see uh uh Beverly Todd uh, played in many movies. Uh Park with Phyllis Stickney, uh Dark Skin played on a lot of Spike Lee movies. Um uh, Ev- uh Evan Jet show- Showcase back in the day you have some called Ebna Jet Showcase, Deborah Crable. She and I both had issues with the multiple wives in is in, in Israel, in Demona. Um, at first. And then she changed and started understanding and so did I. I don't think it was God's choice. But anyway, they of course Seth. Um, I've seen senators there. Where are you from? I'm a senator from Saint Croix. I'm a senator from such and such. Congress people there. Um the S C L C went there was gonna try to bring ten thousand Americans there. Uh, to fulfill King's dream, a lot of big name folks from America, Farrakhan tried to go there. They blocked him. Uh, 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 NBA player, uh, oh can't think of these people. Um, lots of celebrity y'all. Uh, the one that got out that always played Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so much for that. Um, I am... Um, sometimes I get my mind, get the warnings about things, and I can't stop. But this one... Uh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, he played Jesus. uh whew, Lord. Anyway, a lot of people have been there. And I said... I only, I only mention those names to give... Because some people... It's still on the, this is a cult thing. And I know some of the Israelites, some people that listen to my show get tired of me catering to the people that don't believe. But those of you that know this, maybe this show ain't for you. Because I'm going to stay um, in this vein. When you tune into my Facebook Live, you're going to hear me talking about all kinds of things. Like, y'all don't expect me to talk about slay Kota, Milestone. Y'all don't expect me to talk about my little Buddha. So I'm going to mention something, but I am always going to talk about us as, us meaning African Americans as Israelites. I have to wake up white people, Indian people, along with my people. My people first. Salvation to the Jew first. I got a, My priority is to wake up my people first but I don't think the Father want me to ever close the door to other people learning. So I'm always going to make things simple. So if you're that deep, go on to another Facebook Live, okay? I'm always going to break it down like this. So um, so Billy would not talk to to those black Israelites, and I couldn't figure it out. That's the only time my stepdad did not talk. He believed Jesus is black, but he don't think the Israelites were black. Why is it important? Well, that's one of the reasons I want people to go there. That's why I took over 40 people there. I want them to see people living as Israelites in the land that look like us and let them see they ain't trying to be like the Israelis. I want them to see us in the land. I wanted them to see all of the different, uh, Prince Asiel and, and uh, just all of the different people that I knew there. I want them to see how they know the land, how they speak the Hebrew and other languages. I want them to see the education level of their knowledge. I wanted them to see us up on the mountain praying how it felt, that spiritual connection. When we would go up on the mountain early in Dimona and we'd be praying how it felt, that there was something there. We up on the mountain, all these black people, all the, we can look down on all these neighborhoods and just how it felt. I want them to hear the song Melly The song I heard when I was leaving Demona one day, Israel one day, and these young, these older black men, everyone was over 60, and they had a guitar and they would just Singing in the garden, Meli Hakavod. Meli Hakavod. His psalms 24, I believe. Who is this king of glory? And, uh, man, when I heard that song, I was leaving. i got to go. Man, it's time for me to go. But when I heard this song, Meli Hakavod, I said, what is that song? It's so beautiful. Oh, my God, it was so beautiful. I think I'll end this show with Meli Hakavod. But I said to myself, Wow, what is that now? I don't never make on no song like that. I mean I like Waymaker. Waymaker was a powerful song to me. Uh, that song did something to me. But this Melanie HaKavod, I was like, Wow, and they was we was in the land and I wasn't emotional. Y'all I'm ready to go. It's time for me to go catch a plane and head on out of Israel. So my taxi driver I said, What is that song they singing?" Man, uh Melly, they The saying, who is this king of glory? African Americans left America in 1967 saying, we're the Israelites. We're not going to stay in America no more. And they made a home there in the South Israel. And now there's 3,000 of them. They're all over Israel, not just in the moment. I could not get over I could not get over what that song did to me spiritually. That's what I mean by signs, wonders, and miracles that the Father did through friends and just things he'd done over my life. This is why I'm doing Facebook Live, to share y'all, share y'all these things because I think y'all know that I'm not lying. Lying ain't my weakness. So when I tell you about things like this Melly Hakabo song, maybe it'll have a connection with you, but I'm going to play it. But, uh... That was one of those spiritual because I couldn't describe it. I was ready to go. And, you know, i got to go. I gotta, I gotta, cause we got to drive from the Limona up to uh, Tel Aviv, and I got we got to move. So there ain't no time to tell me no song, but I couldn't. I said, man, what is that song? He said, that's we signed that's a song by Nation song. I said, I love that. What's the words? He was trying to tell me the words. And every year I would go, I would ask about this song. Can y'all sing Mother Kakava? How can I get a copy of it? Well, I finally found it. And they start getting suspicious. Like, is he going to try to... Make some money off this song because I just it just did something to me. But they're not singing in English. That was crazy. But just the fact that six black men, young, keep saying young, old black men, someone was in their 80s, they was over 60, and they had a guitar, and they was in this garden just singing. Number one, that's rare to see. And I wasn't just doing that because they do stuff like that all the time. It was that song. So I'm going to play it as we wrap up the show. But back to Billy, because I made him look kind of bad last week. I was just saying he disagreed. And Y'all, Billy, I played high respect to my stepfather. Anyway, he would not talk to this, those guys there. And these are some of the sharpest minds on the planet. I mean, these guys, in Israel, they study all the time. I'm a priest 24-7. They don't work. They, they have some that do work, but... A lot of these guys study the scriptures 24 hours a day. You go in any place, they got the scriptures open, they study and they go travel, they look at the land, they're like, kind of like archaeologists. They'll study different things about the land, but not really archaeology. It's just more like they're in the land, folks, and so they ask questions, and they just they just have a, a understand. Again, I'm used to the best teachers of all. You can't name no teachers top than what I've heard. I've heard some of the best teachers that America has. They can't hold a candle to some of the people in Demona. So Billy would talk to him. He'd literally go up to him just talk by himself, and we'd be talking about this, that. They'd be talking about different dynasties, different knowledge. They'd be talking about the land. They'd be talking about the different lands and what's there. Even on the tour, they'd be explaining Abraham, different things in the Malachites where they were. These people are. Bad boys, so much so a lot of whites on tours in Israel. When we go to Jerusalem and Church of the Holy Sepulchre, they would follow our tours. These guys were something else. They could show you the white supremacy in the artwork, and there's nothing like uh, uh, Avi Abime, Dr. Avi and them people. Please, nothing like them. They sharp. They understand. They can decode the language of Hebrew, the Greek. They sharp. They wouldn't talk to them. Five times he went to Israel, he wouldn't talk to him. Come back to America, he talked, talk, 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 talk. So at first I thought he was intimidated, and I was, then God showed me something. This is what I want to say to so people, a lot of you that know we're Israelites, and, and you you moved on, and you still believe in Christ, and you trying to live your life, raise your family, and you got beef with the church, and y'all even call them false prophets, because in your mind, you're thinking, why wouldn't our people teach our people this truth? They must be false, and that's what some of you think. You think, then some Christians thinking y'all cults, cause y'all talking about going back on the law and talking about the white man gonna kiss your boot and all this. So we just split. We split up. So Brother Seth come to bring us together. Don't underestimate who I am. I won't underestimate what the who are you? Who you are, and I mean that. So God showed me something. This message of African- I'm wrapping up y'all I'm wrapping up here minutes this message of being one of the lost tribes of Israel isn't for the older people. They've ran their course. they're about to meet their maker. they're not interested in saying Yeshua. Yahweh Shah. not even Yahweh really. They know when they say hallelujah, we've told them that they're saying y'all, but they still ain't going to call them y'all. you get to be older, you start getting concerned about your beliefs because you're about to meet Jamaica. Young people are different. I'm not saying they're not as smart, not as wise, but they're more apt to open up. So that's why a lot of older people don't hear me. So when I see older people like my cousin Dorothy in the house there, I see, my, I see Donna also. And Mr. Selman, I see you. I see you. Definitely uh, the ambassador for the in the house. When I see people older, I'm talking over 50, they're special. I'm not trying to blow them up. I'm saying if you're older and you're still listening to something as different in your belief system as this is, thank God that you have ears to hear. Don't mean we write. Go and research. But folks, I catch you not. I've been looking for people, whites, blacks, Israelis, smart, degree, not degree. Please show me I'm wrong so I can do something else with my life because I feel like sometimes this is a burden to have to wake up people with such a a truth that just seems like it's going against everything we ever talked and like I think Billy, what his main problem was, Billy, I think, would say in so many words, why isn't Daystar saying what you're saying? Why isn't TBN saying what you're saying? Why are these white men of Stabilists through all my life saying what you're saying? And I tried to tell Billy, and I'm trying to tell all about older people. I, again, I believe that it's not their call. I don't think God, I think they've run their course, they've done everything they're supposed to do, they're about to go meet their maker, and I'm right behind them. I don't think it's for a lot of these older people. This is something for the new generation coming along, to keep Christ the center, don't start worshiping blackness and all that, don't start hating white people, but yes, to recognize you Israelite and to take that, now that you know it, it, it's only good, the only reason we need to know is to understand why we're in America and why it's it's to understand our past. That's really all reason we need to know we're because moving forward, the Father wants us to be spiritual Jews or us born again and trusting in who we are in the spirit and not in the flesh. So there's no use for this identity in terms of also understanding eschatology or understanding the end times, Israel is supposed to play a certain position. Israel is a type of time clock. So you got if you're going to understand end time events, the Book of Revelation, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, you got to know who Israel is. So for that reason, it needs to be known. But other than that, we need to know who we are, so we can love ourselves and not feel. Intimidated by other ethnic people who are walking the flesh, because in the in this in this till so you die when you all spirit, you ain't got to worry about the flesh. But in this life, the flesh does play a part. For those of you pastors and stuff that come against me, you know you should always you're always in the, the flesh, brother. Y'all need to quit tripping. Like I said in my last Facebook live, I addressed you. In my last Facebook live, listen to that one. You go to family reunion. You take pride in your last name, and it's even a slave name, European. You take pride in, you know, Turners do this. We're this way. We're that way. So you take pride. That's fleshly. You have an ID in your back pocket. That's fleshly. You answer to a name. You don't say, don't call me that. That person died. I'm new in Christ. You say, yes, what you need? So why not know the most important identity known to your flesh—the one that makes you not take a backseat to any ethnic group, the one that makes you—not all pride is good. Watch the pride, but I'm just saying with white, the white power that's going in the world today, in America today. These folks that have your kids want to sit in the back of class and be quiet. you got to tell your kids you are the people of the Bible. Your people, my people, our people is what taught these nations what they know about God because all these nations have turned from the Father. And he used Abraham, your fourth parent, and he brought out of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the twelve patriarchs. you got to tell them our true history. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Billy, the revelation with regards to my stepdad was it's not his calling. That's your calling, Seth, and that's the younger people. They're going to come. Why should I tell you all? And I'm wrapping up right now. We're going off right now. Brothers and sisters, there's going to come a day. This young people that are coming up behind us, they're not saying Jesus. They're saying Yeshua or Yahusha. They're wanting to worship on the Sabbath, the true Sabbath. Now, even though I don't believe like they believe about the Sabbath, because I think there ain't a day no more. It's all we, We're now told to be, we're told, we're supposed to give him every day. We're not supposed to be holier on Saturday than we are on Sunday. That was for them, a model, types and shadows. He said that. I'm not going to argue with Hebrews. Like, if y'all think that, take that, go over there, you still my brothers and sisters, we just disagree. Israel's culture was to types and shadows. We're supposed to keep, we can still keep that. We can still worship on the Sabbath. But I don't think the Father's sitting up saying, he gave them that one day because he wouldn't give them no day. But if you worship him on every day, I don't think the father's gonna get mad at y'all call the Sunday worshippers. I don't believe that. If you worship him, you worship him. We supposed to worship every day. Now I think it's smart and wiser to do it on the on the Sabbath because the whole Israelite Hebrew Israelite world is worshiping on that day just to be in uniform with our brothers and sisters across the water. But I don't think in terms of just as far as being justified, we under the law again. So I don't want to talk to them because I'm addressing you. And, again, I see another uh, uh, childhood uh, friend, one of my mother's uh, friends, Sister Virginia Gilmore. I always, you know, I almost hate to end with her because she just popped in here. But, brothers and sisters, listen. The older generation, this is not their baby. So you people that call yourself Hebrew Israelites or black Jews, y'all quit hating on the older people. They run their course. They worship the Father. They held it down. They raise you to the degree to where you are, you're at. That's why I had to do a show where I bring up Billy because I brought up Billy last Facebook Live, and I just talked about him going to Israel and not saying I left him looking kind of crazy, and I didn't mean to do it. I just forgot to tell y'all the rest. But no, Billy did not want to talk about the Hebrew-Israelite thing in Israel. And I never asked him why. I think I did, and he just didn't say nothing. But it's not his baby. So a lot of the pastors that have gave me the cold shoulder, silent treatment, ain't said nothing to me, act like they don't know where, you know, quit talking like Sister Rose King, uh, who I respect dearly. I told y'all, I have her here, me here. And it's not that she's smarter than I don't think that. I just feel like I respect my mother, Rose Kings, uh, Dorothy Brown, uh, uh, Sister Virginia Miller. These people, to me, are my elders. I can never be better than them. I may get something that they ain't got. And, of course, they've had many things I haven't got. So I'm not one of those throw people under the bus because they don't endorse me. I just feel like they were called to do what they did, and they don't have to embrace me. But I have to do what God has called me to do. So I think the generation coming up behind me is going to believe, yes, our people are the Israelites. We worship on Sunday. We keep the holidays of America, but with no paganism. On the 25th, we'll worship Christ, but we mainly focus on our feast days. They're going to be like that. It's coming. There's going to come a day. Remember I said this all the churches in America. You say, you saying all, I'm saying all. It's going to become so common knowledge. Everybody we're talking about it. African American Israelites. And they're going to start talking to us in churches, preaching. The preaching is going to change. Remember I said this, okay? I'll probably be dead and gone, maybe. Remember I said this, though. Just like they preach when you go to Israel and you have nothing but Jews there, the way you talk to them, you're talking to people that's of the Bible. The Bible is their foreparents, and you're in Israel talking to Jews. How would you talk to them? You would say things like, and your people that wrote this Bible, you'd be talking different, and then you would, you would shake in your boots to serve them because they're God's people. That's what the Jewish people, that's the respect they've been getting, Right? Well, we're gonna find out they're not, they're not the Jews. Some of y'all are learning it. Some of you in the middle, you kind of like I don't know. Some of y'all don't care. Some of you are saying, "What well, got to do with my salvation?" But some of you understand. It's important. The world has to know who the Jews are because the Jews are a type of clock. So there's gonna come a day, and just watch. It just passes. They already told me. Uh, you know, I've had them. This, they don't say nothing to me. They just kind of, either they'll say, we well, right, or they'll say this, God got his hand on you, brother. He's going to use you. Well, how come you don't say it, Pastor? Rose King never denied what I'm saying. She just said, I'll get back with you. And never got back with me. But she's like one out of 900 that do that. Why they do that? They know that they cannot afford to tell their church that because they think, maybe not her, but they think that this is going to split up the church. i go to say this. So there's a fear. So my message to her, not just her, I just wish people would not give me the cold shoulder. They would say, Brother Seth, I hear what you're saying, like Elder Mary of Christ Emmanuel in Cincinnati. She said, Brother Seth, what you're saying is true, but God has not released us to teach that yet. Because right now all black folks are going to do is put Jude on their neck and keep on living the way they live living." He said, we do teach our young people. We have a picture of Christ, and he's a black man. We teach it. We bring about young babies, but these older folks—that's what Elder Mary told me. De- Elder Deborah, Mary, if you're looking at this video, you know you told me that in your office. Christ Emmanuel is a huge church in Cincinnati, and she's one of the senior pastors. Oh, she's one of the senior, one of the pastors there. So Billy is no different. Billy just was silent. He gave me the solid tree. Billy actually tried to, to, to show me one time, uh, and I'll wrap up with this. Billy had a, a big a big we had Billy had this thing, he's the one who got me into buying the Thomas Chain reference Bible. This is a scholar, y'all, it's a theologian a theologian. So Billy had a, a a thing of of the uh genealogy chart. And he was trying to show me how and I said, Billy so you believe the Israelites was white? He said, yeah, they, they, they're Jewish people there. And he was trying to show me how they was uh, not, they kind of olive. And that's another lie. That's another lie. They're, they wasn't olive. Some of y'all say, well, I don't believe it was black either. So, I don't believe it was white either, but I, said, I don't believe it was olive. They weren't olive. Olive came as a result of whites and blacks mixing. There was no white nation in ancient times. There was no Europe. Don't listen to me, listen to the white scholars. You can almost pick which one you want to do. Tall white scholars, short white scholars, bald head white scholars, white scholars with hair like this. I can switch one, you tell me. All types of scholars say what I'm saying. There was no Europe. Here's Adam. Here's us. Here's white the beginning of white as a nation. Europe. The birth of European as a nation. White nations is here. Between here and here's a thousand years, a thousand, thousand, thousand years. There was thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years before there was even a white nation. There was white people with white skin, albinos. And listen to me, brothers and sisters. There were thousands of years. Get a book called Michael Bradley, Chosen from the Caucasus. There's many books. Sex, Race, and Religion is by a black man. You can pick. You can pick which, who you want to talk. You want a guy with freckles to tell you this, do you want a guy that's dark to tell you this? Do you want a guy white to tell you this? So he was telling you this, I can almost pick I'm serious, I'm trying to be funny with this. But there was thousands of years. So there was no olive people. There was dark skin. Then when these people began born, when they, when Israel when, when whites became a nation, that's when they start going around the world, raping, mingling, intermingling with people and people start getting lighter and olive and all this stuff. How does skin can't exist in all that hot sun. Those people was dark-skinned. The earth was very dark-skinned. All people, the enemies of God and the godly people. So Billy, hopefully i played place him back in the back in a bright light as I wrap up the show. Billy, it wasn't his call. He did this what he was supposed to do. He talked about how Christ was a black man, and a lot of whites embraced him, loved him. Black people looking like he was crazy back in the day. Nobody wants to hear Billy talk about it. Mommy used to say, Billy just trying to, <laughs> Mommy used to say, my mother used to say, Billy just trying to talk about how, how he would be talking and and she'll see him. She said, he just over to tell him how Jesus was black. But she, Billy wasn't radical. He wasn't hating the white man. His friends was white. He was telling white people this. And they loved him and said, well, what do you think of this, Billy? And they would always invite me to treat him well my mom was kind of a little embarrassed by it because, keep in mind, back in the day, nobody was saying that. It was on the first person saying that. So God would later on use me to continue talking, but not to get us on black and white per se, but to help us get us ready into understanding that we are Israelites. And everything we're going through in this country as a people is in the Bible. We are biblical people. I love the Jewish people, the people that y'all think of the Jewish people in, in in Israel. I love them. Not playing. I've been saying it since, what, 1989? I love all people. Ain't no hate here. I just disagree that they're going through anything in the Bible that the Bible said Israel will go through. Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, it has nothing to do with what those people go through. Well, they became a nation in 1948. So, what does that mean? That don't mean that they fulfilling the Bible. Do you know how they became a nation? Maybe I'll do a show on how Israel became a nation in 1848, and Yahweh never again say they became a nation in 1848. And remember, when Israel became a nation, the Bible said, Christ is to come soon. No, Christ ain't coming soon. Because Israel has not become a nation yet. The Bible said God got mad at his people and scattered to the four corners. He even said how he was going to do it, through slave ships. So Israel has been scattered from the land. They ain't returned yet. The people I go see, those 3,000 people, I don't think they're supposed to be there. I just go see them because they're there. But I don't believe that's a great return. When the great return happens, a remnant of us go back to the land, look for the, look for the Messiah. Look for the Messiah. So what happened in 1948, Billy was telling me, a long time ago, a lot of people started predicting the end of the world. After 1948, do y'all remember? Some of y'all ain't old enough to remember but a lot of people were predicting the end of the world. When it didn't happen, a lot of people gave up on the Bible. It is not true. Well, Bible is true. Y'all just got the wrong people. Israel is in exile. You're looking at one right now. And like I tell African Americans, I know it sounds crazy, but the blood running through our veins is directly related to the Mother Mary some of y'all, I can just see in the spirit fighting it. you got to ask yourself, why do you fight it so? Just got a guy with an opinion. I can be wrong. It's like, I, just like I, I, I would say to Sister Rose King and Pastor Sample, Holy Tabernacle. Now, Pastor Sample, you know, he's sweet. That's, a, that's an old man. But I talked about it, and I told him once in Israel. I, I saw him in Cincinnati. He went out to eat with me. I told him then what I was about, and then I told him not too long ago, at wise captured about maybe five years ago I saw him. He could have said, well, Brother Seth, that's right. We are the people of the Bible. Pastor Sample did say this. He said this. I tell people all the time, after he heard me talk about we Israelites, Wise Cafeteria over there in Woodhaven, he said, I tell people this. When the mother of Jesus took Jesus, I tell them Jesus was a black black man. Because they told Mary, there's no room for you in the end. No room for you in the end. No room for Christ in the end. It said, he said, look it up. The Bible says there's no room for you in the end. I never looked it up. I just, I believe it. But that's what Pastor Sample said. Anybody know Pastor Sample? I'm sure he done preached that. He said, Brother says I just tell Christ was a black man. But he didn't say we the Israelites. You see what I mean? So what I get is people don't say nothing to me. They just kinda of quiet. So that's what let me know. God later show me, I'm like, Lord, if what I'm saying is true, why isn't TBN saying? Why is Daystar Star saying? All these white ministers that are very, very intelligent, far more intelligent than me. I gotta go up against all these people. And he give me weapons. Like I told y'all last Facebook live, my mother said I be she pray that I have wisdom. And now I understand why. I don't have a degree. People think I do, but I don't. I have a lot of hours but I don't have a degree. I have to say something so sharp till everything is touched penetrates it. Like, oh I can't argue with that, you got and that's what a lot of these people they can't say nothing. Y'all really think the Israelis or the Jews got something to say? They, they don't have nothing to say to us. We say, when did y'all go through something in the Bible? God tells me. We went through the Holocaust. I said, where's the Holocaust in the Bible? I'm talking to a rabbi from Israel. He says in Deuteronomy 28, ain't no Holocaust in no Deuteronomy 28. I said, you know, I don't want to bring it up. I talked about the last Facebook Live. Y'all got to go back and listen to my other Facebook Live. Y'all go listen to the Facebook Live. I'm talking all kinds of things. But I talk about being on a plane with this guy, this rabbi, and I'm telling him about these people in America that look like me that believe that they're the Jews. I don't tell him what I believe. He don't know I'm one of them. And I tell him, and he tries to refute it. And what that man is saying, you're just not going to believe it. I said, well, they said, the Bible says that your women as a nation is going to be, Taken by another nation of men. That's what happened with slavery. White men took black women. You Oh why women went through that? You ain't never heard no Jewish people bother the means being raped. You ain't never heard that. But you are not the color of the people from Africa. I guarantee you that where they took you, we Israelites, we were scattered through from Israel. We fled as far as you can fly as far as you can as far as you can flee from Israel is West Africa. That's proof of this. We were taken in slave ships from West Africa to India, to China, to the Americas, North, South, North America, South America, Central America. A lot of people in Brazil is Israelites. A lot of people in Central America they don't know if they're Israelites. I just focus on the ones in because I know all about them. Love every single one of you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Every time you listen to my Facebook live and be talking about this, I just may not hear it as much. Y'all saw how I talked about some other things. I'll be talking about a lot of other things, but just don't get tired of me talking about racism and how we're the people, how it's important, and how we should love all people. I am always talking to white people and Indian people as well as my own people. Why? Because if the Father's doing something, it's for them too. Like Miles Monroe says, if you don't know the purpose of something, you will abuse it. They're handling us. They're handling us. They are handling us, us, and they don't know our purpose, so they are abusing us. Here's a good one. We are handling us. And we don't know the purpose of it, so we're abusing ourselves. So, just do my favor as I wrap this up. Continue in Israel. God has showed you, God has showed me I went to Israel knowing we were the people of the Bible. They tried to prove to me. I said, listen, you have to prove to me. I already know it. What do y'all do to people that already know it? And they said, I like you, brother. And they took me to the next step. I didn't go to that museum in DeMondon when I first went there because I already knew who we were. So on that trip, or one of those trips, I remember, I remember hearing this song by African Americans that left America in 19. and said, we're the people of the Bible. We're the people of the Bible. And they've been there ever since. Not trying to be like the Israelis. Not going through the aliyah. They're they not letting them dictate what they do as the Israelites. They keep their own feast days. They, they do their own. They speak their own Hebrew. But you ain't have to do all that, African Americans. You could just be sitting there looking at me with a 40 ounce. Half drunk. You're still an Israelite. You're just out of your mind. You gotta start with first of all understanding who you are, and that the Father has called you. Your culture. Things are not gonna go right with us as some people until we turn to the Most High, and what this whole broadcast is trying to tempt us to do: turn back to your true culture. What's our culture? This, 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 this. No, your culture is Yahweh or Yah. That's why you say Hallelujah. You sing praise Yah. Yah. Christ Father, Yahweh, is our true culture. Whatever he wanted us to do, that was our culture. we people of the Bible. Our goal, our calling is to lead all nations back to the Creator, the Most High Yah, through Christ. So I was in, in, getting ready to get in my taxi, going coming back to the United States, and I heard six old black men with a guitar singing this. And they, this is going to have all kinds of music, but this was just a guitar. And I could not get in the car saying, what is that sound? They said, that's Meli HaKavot. I said, what is that? They say, it's Psalms 24, I think, where it says, who is the king of glory? Who is his king of glory? The Lord uh, Mighty. Let me look that up because I, I just hate misquoting scripture. And I'm rusty. I'm moving on fast. But it's, I think it's Psalms 24 where it says, who is the king of glory? I should know this, but I'm moving too fast, y'all. And I can't think, but who is the King of Glory? And then it's, uh, it's, it, it answers, The "Lord, mighty." So it's Psalms, Psalms 24. Like I said, Psalms 24. Talking about who is the King of Glory. So when they say, "Me, Jose Melihaco," they're just talking about Hebrew. They're just speaking another language. You can trust the song. It's just saying, who is this king of glory? But let it speak to your spirit. I didn't understand either, but it pulled on me. Let's see if it do you. Anyway, good night. I'll see you all on Sunday, unless I do a special. Check out my Facebook Live. Those of you on, on Blog Talk Radio, thank you for tuning in. And, uh, again, we'll see you as well on Sunday. All right? Well, I'll do another Facebook Live. I love seeing you, Sister Virginia. And then my, uh, the older people I'm talking about, my elders in the house, Sister Virginia and Deborah... Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Can't even think. Y'all, just bear with me. I can't think here. I'm just so tired again. Uh, Dorothy Brown, my mother's uh, cousin. I don't know how I forgot her name. Let's go to show you how tired I am because I never forget her name. Anyway, here come Melly Hakkabo, all right, by the people in Demona, true Israelites. Our people that went to the land in 1967, 3,000 of them are there now. This is one of the songs they produced. They're not speaking in English, but see if you can pick up on. It. <laughs>